This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Now here's a heavy question for the weekend. Can we decide a person's legacy before their death? Can we put them on a pedestal for one good act? Well, we did, way back in 1901, and since then, we have kept doing it. I'm talking about the Nobel Peace Prize. The winners of 2021 were announced today, Maria Ressa and Dmitry Muratov, both of them journalists. And let me say, deserving winners. Maria Ressa is an investigative journalist in the Philippines. She exposed her government's abuse of power, the rising trend of violence, and the reality of the so-called war on drugs. Last year, she was convicted of libel. Clearly, her work was making the right people uncomfortable. Dmitry Muratov co-founded a prominent Russian newspaper. He has been a Kremlin critic for 27 years. Six of his colleagues have been killed suspiciously in the last two decades, but Muratov has not given up. He continues to exercise, or to criticize rather, the Russian government. Both Ressa and Muratov took great risks. They stood up to autocratic leaders. They exposed the truth in countries that thrive on propaganda. It's a big moment for journalism. It's a big moment for all of us. But unfortunately, it's also a rare moment. Not every Nobel Peace winner has deserved it. Some of them have disgraced the award. I'll give you examples. Henry Kissinger, former US Secretary of State, he got the award in 1973. What for? Negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. We are talking about one of the biggest warmongers in history. He supported the genocide in Bangladesh. He plotted the 1973 military coup in Chile. His policies led to mass killings in Argentina and East Timor. Henry Kissinger is not a peacenik. He's more of a war criminal. Then we have Aung San Suu Kyi. She won the prize in 1991. She led Myanmar's decades-long struggle for democracy. She deserved the award in 1991, but her legacy has changed since then. In 2019, Suu Kyi appeared at the International Court of Justice, not as an activist, but as Myanmar's leader. And there she defended the atrocities and the crimes committed by the Myanmar army, the genocide of the Rohingya. She defended it. The mass rapes. She defended all of it. Example number three, Barack Obama in 2007. Why exactly did he get the Peace Prize again? Frankly, no one knows. The Nobel Committee said Obama strengthened international diplomacy. How wrong they were. Barack Obama would go on to approve 1,878, 1,878 drone strikes. He wrecked Libya for years to come. It was a total misjudgment by the Nobel Committee. They expected him to be Mr. Diplomacy. He ended up being Dr. Drone Strike. In 2012, the European Union won the Peace Prize. We're not sure why. Perhaps for expelling migrants or blindly supporting the war in Iraq. The newest entrant in this problematic list Izabi Ahmad, Ethiopia's Prime Minister. He won the Peace Prize in 2019. He negotiated a settlement with neighboring Eritrea. What is he up to nowadays? Waging war on his own people, expelling United Nations officials and withholding aid to Ethiopia's poor. In 2020, Abiy Ahmed sent troops into the Tigray province and since then Ethiopia has been at civil war. At least 10,000 people have died, many more displaced. And guess who is helping Abiy Ahmed? The same Eritrea he negotiated with. 
This, unfortunately, is a legacy of the Nobel Peace Prize, not so noble. Some of the recipients were war criminals. Others became war criminals later on. So do you see the problem here? In most cases, the Nobel Committee jumped the gun. Their decision was premature. It was based on one policy, one speech. But that's not how peace works. The pursuit of peace is a lifelong journey. You cannot reduce it to one event or one decision. Let me give you an example. In 2015, the former secretary of the Nobel Committee admitted that Obama was the wrong choice. He said it was a mistake. Obama got the Peace Prize in October 2009, just nine months into his presidency. He was in the White House for another eight years. So here what I'm trying to say is that politicians may not be the best choice. Their policies change, their ideologies change, and they seldom keep their promises. What's the alternative then? what the Nobel Committee did today. Maria Ressa and Dmitry Muratov did not negotiate ceasefires. They did not win elections, but they did something far more important. They chased the truth. They exposed their governments. And that is the building block to world peace. We're not saying that leaders should be completely excluded, but maybe wait for their retirement. Make sure you have a full picture of their legacy. Because peace is not a temporary flash. It's a never-ending pursuit for global good.